Hi, it's Veronica. Welcome to the, the Making, Making Bread, Bread and Butter, Butter Podcast. Podcast. Hi. This is our inaugural episode. Episode one. Episode. Number one stop. No, no number one stop. I mean, we are. Period. <laughs> Period, boo. Okay, look at you. So what we want to do today before we jump into the meat. The, the meaty meat. content. Meaty. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry for the vegetarians and the vegans out there. We got a lot of meat today. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but we wanna um we wanna introduce something, a segment where we Veronica and I answer two questions so you can get to know us. Who are we? And what we're gonna do after each episode is we're gonna pose those same questions back to you. And if you want to let us help us get to know you, then feel free to answer them. Please answer them, y'all. We knows. We wanna know who y'all is too. You can find that on our Instagram. All right, you guys, we're going to start with question one for Kiara. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Oh, okay, wait. These are questions that, like, we're getting on the fly, so we haven't had time to think about them. So forgive forgive us if the answers aren't, like, well thought out. But they may not be a little polished, but the answers, y'all, work with us. Work okay, with us. so ask me again, V. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Uh, perfect happiness right now in this moment. This moment, right now. I think right now in this moment, it would be it's it would be just getting Sophie to stop whining so she doesn't show up on the on the audio track. Ah, uh, doggy, doggy, dogs. Other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Well, thank you, Kira, for that uh very honest um, honest answer. Second question: What is your greatest fear? Dun dun dun. I am afraid to die. And then after dying, spiders. <laughs> so death. Both of those things keep me up at night. Really? Death? Uh, death, I get. Spiders? How often do you come in contact with the spider cure? It doesn't matter. So what about like all those scenes on Harry Potter? Like, Let's not talk about all it. All right. Cool. <laughs> okay, your turn. <laughs> what is your idea of perfect happiness? My idea of perfect happiness would be um, being able to balance life. And sleep. I truly love sleep. Mm. And I also hate waking up in the morning. I hate, I'm not a morning person. And I want to be able to wake up at noon and, you know, start my day. Go to bed at like, what, 2 p.m.? So sleep for like 22 hours? Honestly, maybe. <laughs> okay, guys. I'm Whatever a sleeper. Works. I'm a sloth. I like to sleep. I, it's also, sloth's also one of my favorite animals. It's also one of the seven deadly sins. Oh. Oh, well, you guys, I'm honest. I'm honest, y'all. <laughs> what is your greatest fear, V? My greatest fear. Um, if it's like a thing, I would have to say I have trypophobia. Mm. So like the collection of circles, you guys, your boy, I can't. So like you, you don't really like spiders either then because their, their eyes. eyes. Yeah, their eyes are real creepy. But, you know, like I can handle a couple eyes, but I'm talking about the honey, like honeycomb can't do it. I, it's just a collection of circles scare me. Big turtles, owls. Oh my god, owls, butterflies. What is owl? Oh, those are okay. I thought you were still naming things in collection to in relate. Uh, I'll be quiet. Just my fears. I'm okay, scared gotcha. of those guys. Owls are really. I mean, have you all looked at an owl? Just look at an owl. It's not cute. It's scaring. I love owls. Demented. They're okay. like my spirit animals. Disgusting. Okay. Cool. Wow. Wow, cool. Okay. Okay. I see you. So, thank you, V, for answering those questions. Of course. Thank you. I'm glad we got to share a little bit about ourselves with our audience. Now, y'all, 
it's time to get to the nitty gritty. The meat. The meat. We are going to start this season off with an episode that's literally dedicated to this season's topic. And that is what is financial literacy? What is financial literacy? What a question. This has become a buzz topic. It's become something that's that feels like it's around us and being talked about around us every day. But are we ever really getting to the root of what it is? You know, are we ever really figuring out what it is and, and how we use it? Gotcha. Like it's typically very glazed over and it's maybe a small overview, but nothing too in depth to where we can actually learn. They let's apply it. Yeah. And then it's like the sources it's coming from too. like how many of us are having these conversations with each other. You right. Because exactly. it's one thing to get this from um, some news source or some article. And it's a whole nother thing to feel like other people are really going through what you're going through with mm-hmm. your money because it's hard like managing money is hard managing money is you know we all want to buy everything but we can't and it, it's it's also seen as what I've experienced is I feel like people are talking at me about money and not talking with me yeah so it's like do this do this do this and do that but how can I honestly do that with a honest budget a realistic lifestyle like I can't save, you know, a thousand dollars in a week, you know, like, yeah. and they give you these extraneous insane things to do, but in a real nine to five example, or like a college kid or someone with a, like an up and coming business, like how, yeah, or, we- or those of us who aren't working nine to fives, but are working hourly somewhere. I, exactly. There are all kind of different ways to make a living. And the point is making that living, like letting it allow you to really live off of it. Mm. That's real. That's big because, I mean, they these articles are telling us to do something that can we even do? Can we honestly do? I think typically we can. It's just it's just getting our mind wrapped around how. And so that's why we want to talk about this this season. Right. Yes. Because we're all able. I want not all of us. Some of us are, in, are not in a position um, to really set money aside. Some of us are kind of like on the grind, um, mm-hmm. living check to check. But even then, there's typically a couple of things you can do that maybe might make that dollar stretch or make you feel a little bit more satisfied about how you're mm-hmm. spending it. Um, so just to kind of talk about um, where we started with this conversation, V, do you want to kick off on like when you started learning about financial literacy and, and when you did start hearing more about it, what did you think it was? Uh, yes. So, so for me, I began learning about financial literacy typically from um, older peers, older coworkers, older friends around me just saying, okay, Veronica, you know, get your credit in order and save and invest. And as a kid or not even as a kid, as a young adult, I was like, huh, whatever, what are you talking about? Until now I am an adult and I'm like, wow, your savings matter. You know, your credit score matters. If you want that car, you want that house, you want to make that big purchase, you have to have. The money, you got to have everything lined up. And I I really didn't take it seriously in the beginning until now I'm 24 and I want to buy a house. And it's something that I wish I would have thought about when I was 20. So I could have had my credit in order. I could have had my savings and a deposit in order. I could have had the whole mortgage conversation, you know, down packed, but I I didn't. And now I'm learning and it's definitely a learning process, but Thank you to all of those old heads who sat down <laughs> with me, head. the whole the old heads who sat down with me and discussed it because if, if they didn't just give me that little, you know, that little game, who knows where, yeah. it, like how late it would have been, honestly. Because in, in a lot of ways, it's not like stuff that you would just naturally pick up. I mean, you, some of it you could, mm-hmm. 
But by the time you naturally pick it up, like you said, it's, you're it's at a disadvantage because right. you you wish you had already known it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also stuff that you can't really learn very well unless you're learning from or with someone else. And that's why and how really I started looking into these topics. It was when I started listening to podcasts about this stuff. Oh, okay. I was listening to Gabby Douglas's Bad With Money. Uh, I was listening to Listen Money Matters. I was listening to a podcast uh, called Colorful Lives, which was sponsored by State Farm. That was the first podcast that I heard, Colorful Lives, that had people that look like you and me talking about these things. And that's real. And that's what kind of inspired me to get involved in this conversation because um, Listen Money Matters is, is so informative. I learned a lot of great things from it, but I'm not really there yet you know Mm -hmm. like a lot of the things they're talking about they give great detail they give great advice but i'm not i don't have the means to do some of the things that they're talking about just yet Mm -hmm. and with colorful lives i could really see women who might be influencers might be like in a different place in their career have more have more money but they were kind of talking about the struggle you know the struggle that comes Mm -hmm. with being in our community because i don't know about you but for me we didn't talk about this stuff that much in my house same uh exact exact same my mom really didn't talk about it I don't think my grandma talked to my mom about it I doubt that my grandmother's mother talked to her about it so it's this conversation that's been avoided or skirted around until someone says hey you know I I didn't get that and I want to be able to get it I want to be able to teach it and pass information on too It, it matters for me with us it wasn't that we like we never I don't want to say never. We probably did struggle. There wasn't a lot of struggles that I saw. How about that? Mm -hmm. But I'm sure my mom had them. It's just we didn't talk about the struggles. She everything that we needed or wanted. We got like every opportunity, almost every trip, every uh, things we didn't even think to ask for. We got Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like it came from a, a place of hardship. But once I got older, I realized that what that did was it made me think that things in life just come easily. Like everything I want is going to just come. And I was, I felt like I was failing because I wasn't getting that, but I didn't understand or I didn't learn as a, as a child or a teenager, even the work that really goes into money management, like all the different um, things that you're always juggling as an adult and how much, how in control of your finances you are, um, can either make or break your situation. Yes. Wow. Um, that really that really hit home cuz i'm thinking about it every maybe dollar or 100 dollars or who knows how much money i got as a kid my family would say oh you know you save it but it wasn't something that was you know like really stressed yeah. it was just saying it to say it and i wouldn't save it and i would go buy shoes or i would go buy something frivolous and they'd be like, oh, that's cute. And it wouldn't be like, why you didn't save your money? It was like, oh, that's yeah. nice. That looks nice. You know, like, it wasn't nothing to right. embrace. And my my situation was totally different. It was always, once you're working, save, save, save. Why aren't you saving? Why aren't you saving? But like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't here is why you need to save. This uh, is the it was value just saved. It was just saved. And as a kid who was used to getting everything she wanted mm-hmm. with, like, no work, I was like, what am I saving for? Money's always going to come. I'm always going to have it. I always had not it. The ca- I always had it. <laughs> And that's just not the case. So if you're listening to this mom's dad, <laughs> um, like 1.5 moms out there, is that weird to say? Mm-mm. Okay. If my family listens to this, um, y'all should have told me to say. <laughs> y'all should have told me. I was going to say thank y'all for everything you taught me. 
Um, but as a, as an adult, I can see how maybe mm-hmm. we could have had the conversation a little bit differently. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So before we kind of launch into what we now know financial literacy to be, let's talk about where we are financially. You start off. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Mine is quicker. I So I've, I've come from a place uh, back in, like, I guess 2018, uh, part of 2019, when I was listening to these podcasts. I was working two jobs. One of them was a serving job at um, the Sundial in Atlanta, which was really great money for me. The first time that I had actually made like that kind of money in a restaurant. And uh, I was working at a nonprofit as well during the day. And so I had two incomes, doing pretty good for myself, um, trying to save, trying to invest, but also spending, you know, on my guilty habits, yes. guilty pleasures. What's your guilty habits? And we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> but um that's where I came from. And then I got rid of that that's that serving job. I just focused on um, my nonprofit job, which was really great. Um, but that was a lot less money. And so I kind of had to make an adjustment there. Now I have cut out that nonprofit job. And as I mm. prepare to start law school in a few weeks, whoop, whoop. Um, a couple weeks, really, whoop, whoop. I am jobless and I'm broke. And I don't have an income. So so this this season is fun for me because one, uh, I, I do come from a place of like ex- experience with these topics. Is I was so passionate about them. And it's exciting to be able to talk about that and like, you know, learn still. But two, I'm coming from a place where like I feel like I always was able to come to, to this conversation with privilege. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming to this conversation from like, you know, a place of like, I don't know, from privilege to penniless or something. Hey, it, <laughs> so it, it, it's it, great. Hey. <laughs> it's great because because like there's still things to learn. Like there's still ways to set yourself up for success. Always. There's still debt to try not to get into. Honey. There's still debt to try to manage. There's still um like just different ways to think about the little bit of money that, you know, might come to me. The little bit of little bit of savings <laughs> that i have left that's uh, mostly about to be spent on books so this is this is this is where i'm coming to the conversation from <laughs> okay. how about you um for me i come from um i have a lot in debt about 50k from debt ill don't say it like that i mean it's, a lot of it's from school loans which is it's, yeah, it's definitely school loans but i also got kicked out of school so yeah. it's a lot of debt from getting kicked out but dot 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 we'll, we'll, well it's about not that okay it's not a lot of debt from getting kicked out it's a lot of debt from getting from going to school yes it just sucks because you didn't get it, the degree it, it sucks <laughs> right yeah but um i come from a customer service background which is you know it's decent money it, it paid the bills and it, I, it got a little better i always was able to get a position that was a little paid a little more um, but now I am in a completely different position. I am in the IT field, which pays drastically more. And I'm so grateful for that. But one thing I recently realized that I was taught, well, that, that it was mentioned, is with this new money, how do you manage it? Amen. And I didn't manage it well in the beginning. I was just like, I can afford, I can afford it. So why not get it? Why not buy it? Why not do whatever I can until it's I want to do bigger things and I want to buy more and like invest more. Like I'm going to buy a home or I want to do whatever I can, like in a responsible adult. And I wish I would have saved that money or, or put it somewhere where I couldn't touch it. Because for me, Kara had this conversation with me all the time. Put it in a savings where you can't touch. Because in my mind, 
I'm never broke because I have X mm-hmm. amount of dollars in savings. So I'm in the process now of trying to maintain this newer money and not only maintain it, but keep it because I'm quick. Y'all, I'm quick to spend $200 at Bath and Body Works on candles. LOL. And it's sad. But I will. They're good candles, and they're expensive. They are. So that's really, like, realistically, that's only, like, six candles. Disgusting. Or, like, maybe eight, but that's not a lot. But it's okay, y'all, because this year I'm being smart, and I'm waiting for candle day. There you go. You missed something. Tell us what else you're doing with your money, since I'm not doing things with the money that I don't have. Oh, well, um, Kira and I are roommates, and we're also best friends. We were dating, but that's not a thing anymore. Okay, um, like I said, we're roommates and we're best friends. We'll talk about that on the romance or we the will. relationship I guess, I season. Guess we will. <laughs> um, I love Kiara as a friend, more than a friend, all of that. But I am so supportive of Kiara's future. So right now, I'm covering um, our household as she's in law school. I'm supporting her, making sure she's good, you know put a little gas in the tank you know helping out because she's you know it's my best friend it's my bestie so i'm gonna make sure she's good as she's friend. in law school and i'm really happy to be able to do that because you guys i was making what 10 an hour at one point and that was it was really hard and i mean honestly it wasn't covering really any bills Kara was covering a lot but now i'm in a position where i can do way more for her for me for the household and i'm just very honest i'm honestly you guys i'm so proud of myself because as far as I can say, I'm an adult. That's me snapping in the mic. You Thank you, girl. Who, who, who's not an adult? I am. <laughs> I am. So um, that's where we're coming to this conversation from. Right. Let's talk about what we now know financial literacy to be. Financial literacy is a possession of skills that allow people to make smart decisions with their money. So it's you having the skill, you being able to notice a skill, and you eventually being able to actually, you know, apply it. Exactly, because the literacy in that is so misleading. It yes, makes you it think, is. Okay, I, I even fell into that trap for a while. Like, I know this stuff, so I've got it. But that's not it. You've mm-hmm. got to build off of that knowledge because knowing it is only half the battle. Using it, putting those tools to action is what successful financial literacy looks like. Yes, yeah, so, you know, saving a few posts from Instagram about saving and investing it's a start. It's it's a start, and it's something that you need, but that is not the end-all, be-all. No. You have to not Especially only... Especially when you don't go back and even read those posts. Like, I know me, I'm guilty of some of that. Me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, if I save all this money, I can buy an abandoned home. I am a genius. Hello, and then, we almost <laughs> bought an abandoned home a week guys, ago. You guys were trying. But we um, it's actually doing it, you guys. I mean, not not just, you know, reading over it and reading and reading and reading it, but actually how can you apply it to your daily life? Because the other thing is when you have these tools or you know what they are, but you're not used to using them, you lose them. You lose the knowledge. You realize that, like, what you gain was more circumstantial than um, – than true growth, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because I know I told you when I was working at those two jobs, when I was working at the Sundial, I had a lot of money to just invest, to save, to all right. this other stuff. Um, around that same time, I had gotten a settlement because I got hit by a bus on 400 South uh, uh. for you Atlanta girls. And <laughs> 
I got some money from that. Not like as much money as you think because I didn't have health insurance at the time. That's a whole nother episode. But <laughs> but um, a lot of that was medical bills. What I did get to me, I was I was being smart with. I was putting up. I had a high um, interest savings account with my bank. I was, you know, doing research about like this company to invest with this app that lets oh, you invest for free. Stuff. Big girl stuff. Right. But then I quit the job. Then Veronica like lost her job for a little while. Then I was taking on a little bit more. Then we wanted furniture because God forbid, like, you know, we don't want to sleep on the floor. For, well, I wanted to sleep on the floor, but uh-uh, Veronica wanted furniture. So, <laughs> yes, so we needed things. And, you know, the money ends up going out and you realize that when you don't have money coming in as steadily or mm. as as much, the you're not replacing that. So it's not that you... I won't say it's that I didn't learn, but it's that I didn't really learn how to do what I needed to do outside of my means. And when you're really gotcha. financial, financially literate, I think your means might not matter as much. Of course, your means will dictate how much you can put aside, mm-hmm. how much you can save. But the way you relate to money when you really have those tools um, in your back pocket shouldn't change. Exactly. And the way my savings dwindled, dwindled, dwindled when I left the sundial shows me that I never really, it didn't really stick with me the way it should have. Yes, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stick how you want it to. And you it guys, didn't. It, it, it didn't? It will. It will? You said it doesn't. I just, we don't, we're not speaking those kind of things into existence. I'm saying you just said it didn't stick. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it did, at the time it didn't. Yeah. But now it is. Yes, it, it will. It will. Um, like I'm currently, I'm strongly learning from care because care can save. Care is a saver. I, on the other hand, I am not. And I've recently been able to save and it, it makes me happy to look at my savings. Like, oh my God, girl, you got money in your savings. Like, look at you. Look at you, boss. A couple months ago. No, ma'am. That was old Navy money. That was... If Food a coin money. or if a dollar drops into Veronica's savings account and no one's around to see it, did it ever really make it there? Questions. <laughs> because it's it's so true. But I'm learning, you guys. With just like you all are, just like Kira is, we're learning. We're applying this stuff, financial literacy. And we have to. We have to really be actively working on it because our spending habits are so deeply ingrained in us. It's deeper than you would honestly think. I mean, many of our spending habit choices develop from a desire to either, you know, make ourselves feel good or or to feel better or, or, or to stand out or, or even to fit in. Or to fit in. We spend on things that we think we're interested in. We spend on things we think we want to do. But unless we first tackle, like, what it is that's driving us, we're never going to be able to figure out how to skirt those issues that we've, we've started to develop for ourselves. Definitely. Like right now, um, I've been really big on Instagram art, like watching people do art on Instagram. And people keep making things with like resin epoxy. And I really want to get into it until I have $400 worth of resin epoxy materials. And and I do nothing with it. And that's just money down the drain. Yeah. But I'm going to let you guys know if I actually get into it because I'm really interested, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know you guys. I hope you go for it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. But that's the thing is you are in control of whether you do what you want to do with the supplies that you get or don't mm-hmm. get. And realizing that like we're in control of so much of our financial decisions. It's it's the choices that we make that let us um either grow or you know Remain not grow. Yeah. Sometimes people don't 
just stop and and give themselves that credit. That's true. And until you understand that you're in control and it's really about you and your situation, you might feel inclined to listen to all those different financial literacy resources that are telling you to do the same few things yes. in the just about the same order. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you what? First, you're going to, you know, start off building an emergency fund of $1,000, right? First yeah. off, what if I can't? What if I can't? <laughs> what if I can't? Honestly, you guys, you take baby steps. If you can't start off with a thousand, start off with a hundred. Start off with fifty. Start mm-hmm. somewhere because once you start somewhere, it'll be easier for you to keep going. They're gonna tell you pay off any debts you owe. You know, you can start somewhere. I mean, you can start from the biggest one. You know, the for me it'll be what the fifty k one. Oh, <laughs> you well. know, for school debt. Or I could start, you know, the smallest one, which is like 400, you know, you can, depending on how you are, where you are and in your financial situation, try your best to apply it. But that also takes a lot of time sometimes, depending on how much debt you're in. And to think that you have to kind of put the rest of your goals on hold while you're paying Mm -hmm. down that debt. It's not realistic and it's not, ultimately it's not helpful. Right. Then they'll tell you, grow that emergency fund to $3,000. You got a thousand. What about 3000 Like V said, you know, 3000 is a lot. What if that takes you time? And yes, you should still be working on it. But what we're going to kind of unpack this season is there are a lot of other tools that you can be building while you're growing that, that stockpile of money. Yes. Then they may also recommend for you to invest in your retirement. Yes, you know, investing in retirement is awesome. But if you're struggling right now with saving, investing in your retirement is not anywhere in your peripheral right now it's 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 nowhere near your site but it's always something to definitely have in the back of your mind definitely aim to go i have a goal to try to achieve but yeah starting off with your savings it's it's okay the thing too with that a little contrary to what what you just said is you can build that retirement and start with ten dollars or 50 maybe even a hundred if you don't have like a big stack of money to throw in and then something like an ira Um, but that's up to what your situation dictates. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, or at least what happened for me is you put that money there and there are a lot of penalties to getting it back. So if you're not in the place that you, uh, you really feel comfortable letting go of whatever money that you're, you're putting aside for, for years and decades to come, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Because you guys, you can put a thousand in your retirement account and you say, Oh no, I need that. They will penny they will penalize and find you down and when yeah. you put down a hundred a thousand they're like okay that's fine but you can only get back a 500 if you take it out yeah. and that's 500 in like penalties and fees money Each down the drain is different but mm-hmm. you just never know so you want to make sure you're committed to that uh, that journey and you're able to to really stand behind it if you go there with all of the standard advice you're probably used to hearing they don't often take into account the harsh reality which is that the statistics for achieving true financial literacy are not the highest, like not at all. Nearly 75% of Americans are in some form of debt, 75%. Only about 60% of Americans could cover a $1,000 emergency if it happened today. Additionally, 40% of Americans wouldn't be able to cover a $400 emergency. More than 25% of us don't save any money from month to month. And a lot of this could be explained by the fact that almost 80% of United States workers are living check to check. 80% of United States workers. 
That's insane. Yeah, and you're probably thinking that that can't be true because I'm sure a lot of people are making enough money that blah 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 yada yada. But people are living beyond their means. Beyond the means. People are making, you know, $80,000 and spending Mm $85,000. Or really dissect that. If you're making $2,000 a month, say, for example, rent is $1,200. Your car note is $500. And how much is that's $1,700 already? And on two things. And it's. It's easy to get caught up in credit card debt, uh, payday loans. It's yeah. easy to just get way over your head rather than aiming to live not even within your means, but try to live below your means as much as possible. Yeah, within reason. But while the statistics you just told us about, Veronica, can be a little discouraging, we really do believe that if we can just tweak this journey a little bit, do something a little bit different than what those financial gurus are telling us. Mm-hmm. If we can take small, actionable steps together, then the journey to financial literacy or or achieving financial literacy doesn't have to be nearly impossible. It doesn't. No matter what you're making, really achieving that synergy, it can be doable. And the way that we want to go about doing that together this season is we want to take a small, actionable step each episode we want to do that together so that we can start a financial literacy journey together yes you are not alone we will not be talking at you you guys we are on the journey with you okay we're together on this that's that seems like one of the only ways to like really make sure that we uh, can be successful and accountable and accountable which look out for our accountability episode <laughs> it's coming in the future <laughs> With that said, we thank you for joining us for episode one of the Making Bread and Butter podcast. We do have some fun tips, tricks, and hacks for you to get started with us on this journey. We've got a cool uh, financial literacy game that Visa partnered with the NFL on. We've got two quizzes for you to take to kind of get an idea of where you're starting this journey on. I'm going to link those resources on our show notes, but also please check us out at uh, makingbreadandbutter.com where you can also find these resources please also check us out on our instagram at making bread and butter and before we let you go we want to share the quote of the moment hi you guys my name is Veronica, and i'm here to give you the quote of the moment quiet storm <laughs> the quote says i don't think it is an exaggeration to say that financial literacy economic empowerment And wealth building is going to be the last leg of the civil rights movement because one step toward financial literacy takes you two steps toward personal empowerment. And who said that is Russell Simmons. We don't endorse Russell Simmons, but what we do, we do endorse this quote. Okay, you guys, it's real. It's legit. And it really summarizes why we wanted to to lead the podcast with financial literacy because as we're talking about black livelihood as we're talking about or livelihood in general these are Mm -hmm. topics that you know we're inclusive here fit everyone but as we're talking about black livelihood um as we're talking about personal growth and as we're in this moment in our nation we really wanted to look at something that we could do to add our voice to that conversation um when we talk about uplifting each other Thank you guys for listening to the Making Bread and Butter podcast. And we look forward to hearing from you guys and seeing you all next week. Bye, Bakers. Bye, Bakers. Bye.